This is the first year that I've made it this far without watching a second of football. I think. Wow. Wow. I've seen at least a little bit of every Bills game so far. Normally, like, I will, like, catch a Bills game if I'm, like, with my parents. But this mm-hmm. year, I'm like, it's their year. I'm going to, like, try to catch at least a little <laughs> bit of every game. And you got to say it's our year. You need to be part of the team. <laughs> no, no. We're going to do, do it. That. We're going to do it. Goes. Yeah. It's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> coming home it's never been there they've never won <laughs> we, too much we to get into know. the history of the yeah. bills yeah. we all know football was invented in the great state of state new york yeah i i don't keep up with nfl at all sure. and would argue i'm as close to being against it as i am sure. many things but i will say the bills Easily the most root forable team. I mean, wow. it's true. They're like, like they play in Buffalo, which is like good. Good luck to you for living right. there. Like, yeah. um, they're uh, they're always in the news. I feel like for like buying like the losing team's quarterbacks charity thing or whatever. Like sure. the Bills Mafia, it, which I don't know why it's called that. I'm not entirely comfortable with it being it's called that. Mafia. <laughs> do you, you think you're appropriating Italian American? I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> The ghost of Al Capone is going to come after you. I got, it is a working class town for sure, but, uh, you know. It's a great, I think it's a great city. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, 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 yeah, I have rarely spent more than like a day. I live in Rochester, so I'm like an hour away. Right, right, right. Um, I've rarely spent more than like a day in Buffalo, but it is, there's a lot of cool stuff there, obviously. Uh, yeah, um, the publicized thing about Bills fans all the time is just like they like in the parking lot, just like jumping through tables off their cars, <laughs> which is always a great thing to see. Sure, sure. yeah. Um, yeah. And Do they uh, bring like Niagara Falls into the mix at all? Uh, not like I mean in what, in what sense? <laughs> just like signage, anything. Signage. Take advantage of it. Like, so on, like the, uh, on the jumbotron, are they like Niagara Falls bits? Is that yeah. what you're looking? For? Like, like were Niagara like, adjacent? Like, will the bill, a football team can't <laughs> sure, sleep? I guess yeah. so. <laughs> um, no, I mean the, the the training camp is in Rochester. They would there, so they're always here mm. for the summer, for, like for a month in August or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not. I'm not aware. I'm sure. Like, I'm sure the people in Niagara root for the Bills if they're if they're football families. But I don't know of any specific like Bills Niagara mm-hmm. uh, connections. Yeah. Um, my my only awareness. My only awareness of Buffalo is that. Uh, I took the bus to Tiff once, which was a terrible idea, but discovered that they have. Tim Hortons at the bus station sure. in Buffalo. They, is yes. very surprising. Tim Hortons does has extended its way into Western New York for uh-huh. sure. I have several that I could. I've one right down the street from me right now. <laughs> Great. All right. God, that's so cool. <laughs> I think we have to start. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, welcome to Can I Kick It? My name is uh, Jesse Catherine Weber. This is a podcast about film festivals. And I'm joined by uh, Andy Gramuga. Let's go, Buffalo. Number one, Lena Dunham, Stan, Cullen, Edge. 
Emilio Diaz. Yeah. All right. We got everyone back together for the yes, first yeah. time. Yeah, all like of us together again. Yeah. yeah. Emilio yep. is still uh, experiencing some technical fallout, so his audio might not be quite as crisp as you're used to. So apologies on that front mm-hmm. if, it, if, it's, if it's a problem for you. Yeah, and I, of course, was in Vermont for a week and a half, so who knows where my brain is at. Uh, still in Vermont but yeah <laughs> today yeah possibly today of course uh she's been I think the main character of this podcast this year she's been the main character perhaps of the culture this year and she's finally getting her own episode mm-hmm. it's the Lena Dunham episode and we are finally. of course joined by writer Fran Hoffner Thank you for having me back to talk about one of my main girlies. Absolutely. She's so fun to talk about. I'm excited to talk about her. Oh, she's the best. endless well of entertainment. (laughs) (laughs) The storm's coming, as they say. (laughs) What? (laughs) You don't know the storm's coming? The picture she posted on uh, Instagram story? I know the storm is coming. Yes. I I have no desire for her to really be like, in conversation with with any of the memes that she's sparked no. but like i do think mm-hmm. the staying power of the delusional girl quote sure. is like one of the yeah. craziest things and and an ever funny meme and i do wish she would kind of mm-hmm. talk about that but i won't make her do anything yeah no yeah. we we just wanted to stay on the path that she's on because yeah, clearly just keep making it's stuff working. keep giving us more yeah. <laughs> anything that gets us two movies a year come on what if she yeah. just started pumping them out like Hong does? Just like, <laughs> I made another one. Sure, yeah. It's also, it's my understanding. Did she make Catherine called Birdie before Sharpstick? And then they came out in opposite order? I believe Catherine called Birdie was pandemic delayed. Like they were supposed to start like, and, I just I mean, know March that, of 2020. Yeah, I, sure, that might be what it is. She might have, like, yeah, she might have like made Sharpstick during the Catherine called birdie covid delay because i do i I think it's something like that yeah Yeah. because sharp stick was not announced until she had like finished it it wasn't like she's gonna make this movie it was there's a lena dunham movie that she finished also she's still making Catherine called birdie and because Catherine called birdie was like she had been talking about it for five Mm -hmm. years right everyone was kind of waiting to see what that would be and she like Mm -hmm. absconded off to wales essentially after like the once upon a time in hollywood sure summer Uh right she made she uh, directed the pilot to industry HBO's industry. I know, yeah. I know. I still haven't seen. No, there's not a lot of TV yeah. directing, right? Because there was there's been there's some. Other ones, no, there's, not a ton. I mean, you know, there was camping. Well, sure, uh, camping. camping. I mean, I, so I I think I just have to get it out of the way that I did watch an episode of camping this afternoon, which was. The first episode, the only episode of camping I could find via any method, and I think that is a good thing, because we truly cannot get sidetracked by camping. That show is... There's, like, 30 things going on in every minute of that show, and I don't know what we would do with it great i'm so curious about it i i feel like it just completely passed me by when it came out yeah but it felt like such a good idea in theory but even at the time as kind of a lena head 
some of the more staunch yeah. Lena heads I right. knew when it was airing were like, it's just not really anything. Right, yeah. 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 It almost immediately I... got branded with, like, not worth your time. Like... That's not how I would describe it. Jennifer Garner's character is terrible, but she's really good. David Tennant cannot do an American accent. <laughs> uh, Brett Gelman and Janixa Bravo are both really funny. Uh, sure. Juliette Lewis, like, barges in in the last five minutes and is crazy. It's truly... Yeah. I don't... I don't know. There's nothing that could be said about it. It has to... It'll come back at some point. We're not Well, and it's yet. also the project that, like, led to her and Jenny Connor, like, parting right. creatively. Like, that was the last thing well, they worked yes. on together, I think. So, mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, a lot going on way, with maybe? that one. <laughs> Come on. Sorry, no, please. No shots at Jenny Connor. I mean, Jenny Connor directed the episode, the first episode that I watched, and it, it works. I mean, it, it feels a lot like watching it and then watching the beginning of Sharpstick. It was like these things like start basically aesthetically in the same way, which was strange. Mm. Well, should we talk about Sharpstick a little bit? Sure. Because I do I mean, think it is very tv Mm-hmm. Um, kind like of. rewatching it, I think when I watched it because we talked about it earlier this year when it was mm-hmm. at Sundance, yep. it's virtual Sundance, um, and I was like so excited. And I think in retrospect, I was just like very excited to have new Lena Dunham. That was like, it, it was like it's just a nice reminder that she's like so funny, and you know mm-hmm. she puts herself in it and has a, her few scenes that are like very good. She's, she's so funny. one of the best parts of so it. So funny, yeah. Movie. Um, but in rewatching it, I was like, yeah, it is a little just like, uh, not choppy, but it just feels like, here's this segment, here's this segment, here's this segment. Mm-hmm. Like, very, mm-hmm. like, episodic in its own way. Because it is, like, split between, like, her discovering, you know, sexuality or whatever with Burnfall and then mm-hmm. exploring it further as, like, the sort of to-do list. Right. Send-up or, you know, type beat. Yeah. I guess it it does feel a little like that. I guess the thing with both of these movies is just, like, it is so refreshing to have a comedy, American comedy film that feels like anything. Uh, Even if, like, you know, uh, even if that, you know, it's not, you know, I think it's fine that it doesn't feel like most comedy movies because they mostly don't work. I mean, I, I, it is one of those things that it is just a movie that is the rare comedy with laugh-out-loud moments and jokes. Yeah. Uh, as we come to that being a rare thing yeah. these days. Yeah. I was... Well, I saw it at Virtual Sundance, actually, mm-hmm. when my yeah. friends got a pass. So we got, like, a little group together for Sharp Stick because mm-hmm. we were mm-hmm. so excited about it. And... You know, I I don't really think that movie works. I like quite a lot of it, and I do think it's so funny. But we watched mm-hmm. a group of us, all all of whom were familiar with like the oeuvre of right. Dunham, minus mm-hmm. one person who only kind of knew her for just sort of the various gaffes, sure, the gaffes yeah. and the goofs. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And they were like, "I love this." <laughs> they were completely <laughs> kind of blown away uh-huh. by how funny and sharp and weird right. it uh-huh. was. So I wonder if this is the kind of thing that has the potential to kind of turn turn newsstands, whereas like those of us who have been in it for a while right. are mm-hmm. sort of like, meh, well, try right. something else. But yeah. I do think it's uh-huh. a, it's a it's a deeply joke rich script yeah. and she's so funny in it. She's yeah. yeah. It's just the stuff, I mean, it's the scene where uh 
he, she like finds out about where, right where she goes. It's into the best labor. scene in the movie. Yeah, where she and goes yeah. into labor. He gets in and like instantly crumbles. <laughs> and she's just like, yes. "What did you do?" <laughs> so is it gonna good. be like the lawyer? Or is it gonna be like... yeah? Or is it the stripper? <laughs> like, or is it gonna be like the girl who just kept showing up when we were eating? <laughs> and then Bertolt's like, "I'm a piece of shit," like crying. When he's like, "I'm disgusting," <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he like he really, really pulls it out. Yeah. It's so funny. He yells and I just at her like to leave too. <laughs> yeah, we're I had. Get the fuck out. <laughs> I I rewatch like singular episodes of girls like all the time, but not usually the like more emotionally rich mm-hmm, ones. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the bottle episodes generally because they're easier to pick up and yeah, put right, down. And Such that yeah. yeah, well of course. Um Matthew Rees episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I had forgotten yeah. until watching Sharp Stick how funny it's so funny when she cries. Yeah. Her like lip tremble that has, mm-hmm. she has made, I think, a, a staple of her acting yes. is like one of the funniest things. Mm-hmm. It's like the second she starts going, yeah, yeah. my god, and yeah, she makes she uses it twice in Sharp Stick because the well, yeah, first time is so funny too, <laughs> right? Where she's like, "Oh, it's not even anything," and also, "Please pick up after my daughter." <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. She's like, if you can just pick up one toy, literally, you would be perfect. You're like batting a thousand except for that one specific thing. But yeah. I think um, I think Froseth is really solid. Mm-hmm. I think that character is so strange and like yeah. is such an uh, not an ask, but it's just like such a it's so specific in this very realistic world to have something that feels so uh, character y. Like everything else just feels like a person. I think one of Dunham's strong suits, obviously, is like observing people mm-hmm. and depicting a, a specific type of person and the Froseth stuff feels I mean it's just a little character she's like very mm-hmm. uh, committed to it but I think it is doesn't leave her out to sea but it's, I think it'd be hard for anyone that isn't like extremely good at acting and maybe she's just like working on it so she's okay in um, the Gold Hopper movie um yeah, I was gonna pipeline. say how to build a pipeline. The yeah, like yeah, whole yeah. point of her character in that is like the opposite of like she's too normal. You cannot yeah. trust this person to be involved in eco terrorism. Uh, oh, so she is. She is good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, I, she's one of the performances that I think are uh, of the better. In yeah, that movie. Yeah, I think. I, I mean, I waffle back and forth between like that character just doesn't work and the performance is fine, but she is kind of out to sea. Um, it's funny because when I coming out of that movie, I was just like, I think Lena Dunham kind of can't write a protagonist who is not Jewish or sort of Jewish <laughs> passing, which is like obviously completely crumbles under something like Catherine called Birdie, yes. which I think uh-huh. is an extremely Catholic film. For sure. <laughs> but I was, I was like, there is this sort of tonal, like, I really thought watching Sharps, I was like, is she a Mennonite? Like, what is she, going on? I mean, the high collars eating the yogurt, there is something before you know about yeah. like her... Uh, uh, you know, hysterectomy that she had, like, and how it stunted everything. That there's like, an, you're just waiting for the explanation of like, why is she like this? Right, <laughs> right. Well, and, and I don't right. know how satisfying an explanation that is. Yeah, yeah especially yeah, I mean, given like the environment that she lives in. Like, it's right. so yeah. hard to believe that she is as naive as she is when she yes. has that mother and that sister who are so openly yeah, sexual. The, it's also hard to have that movie revolve around the straight person. Yeah, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. like she doesn't really. I don't really think she's that funny when she's eating yogurt in a gross way, <laughs> not for lack of trying, but sure. like, 
I'm like, yeah. what are we laughing at here? I don't know. That character's so tragic. I don't really want yeah. to mm-hmm. to be having a laugh at her expense. Yeah, yeah, which is why I think it works better as it goes on, and it's less that, and then, like, the Scott Speedman stuff is so good and feels mm-hmm. a little less at her expense, even though it is still very strange. Uh, yeah. That's stuff, and the, um, talking about, uh, the opening, the Jennifer Jason Lee stuff specifically, because I think, I know there's people, there's been stuff, uh, people mentioning the Taylor Page character and how it's sort of underwritten, and, like, I think she's just a very funny performer, because I think she's so funny mm-hmm. in Zola also, and she gets great laughs in this, where she's, like, talking about the guy <laughs> that she's, uh, that she started dating in, uh, all of her things that she says about him are very funny. She's like, uh, he really cares. He said three times already that he won't let us go hungry. And it's just like these sort of buzzwordy, uh, you know, like success grind set type guy. Um, Sure. But she's got also the very funny bit where she's uh, got the neck tattoo and walks in on um, Sarah Jo. And the guy like, uh, she like walks in on one of their dates and she like turns her sharply too sharply and she's like oh my tattoo <laughs> it's just like a great specific thing to have yeah. but that like the jennifer jason lee stuff specifically felt really really weak and i was just like what is she yeah. doing <laughs> yeah it's yeah it's too bad because we always sure, yeah. want a good jennifer jason lee role in this I, you would think that lena dunham could give her that it is like given what we know about the order in which these movies were produced, it is like, this probably just is a first draft of a movie, and it sure. feels like that, and is pretty, quite good for that, but... Yeah. And I think, I mean, Taylor Page, I love that that character doesn't work to me, but I think she's really sort of in it and in the pocket. Jennifer right. Jason Lee, I feel like, is really phoning it in, but, like, yeah. it does feel like the people that she got for this... I mean, I think even Jennifer Jason Lee phoning it in is better than what a lot of other people do. But, like, yeah. I do feel like the players she got for Sharp Stick were all really in it and really committed yeah. to it in a way that mm-hmm. really helps. Yeah. Um, Speedman, especially. That's, like, yeah. he's so that's good. Like, where, where do they Second find this performance? Scene. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, his introduction where she's watching the videos and it's, like, all the compliments that he gives are so funny. He's like, yes. I was raised with sisters. I can feel that strength in you. <laughs> it's just like, it's perfect. Um, yeah. But yeah, the page stuff, um, or like all the family stuff, it is just like, oh, this is like another family scene that we have to get. And they're like all mm-hmm. using face rollers or whatever as they're talking to each other. Yeah. It's like great specifics, but like, Why? not a full movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like, that is what I think is really funny in girls is like, finding the specific reference like using mm-hmm. the impossible needle drop in sharp stick uh reminds me of like one of my favorite moments from the first season of girls where they go to like the wake for the the person in her home down and like the other girls like get up on stage and dance to pretty girl rock as like tribute and it's just mm-hmm. such a great like use of a specific song in a moment and it's uh I, you feel that here like i feel like her needle drops always are very f- funny. <laughs> she's she's so good at that. I yeah. do very briefly as uh, evidence that she really has her tendrils everywhere. There is a connection between 
Girls and uh, Film Du Jour After Sun, which I think those of us who have seen agree is like fine. Uh, but the woman, the actor who plays the older version of the girl in that, was the sin- the choreographer for Girls, wow. uh, which like oh. she did great work. Uh, Very interesting. It was I was like, who is that? And that was the answer. Uh, Celia Rowlson Hall, I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm eager to talk about After Sun, but we'll save that for off yeah. off mic and no yeah. and mm-hmm. no spoilers. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think yeah. it is like it does kind of feel like Sharp Stick happened and it was exciting, and then it's like she's back, but that movie doesn't work, and then sure. now she's right. really bad. Well, and a lot of people like yeah. really were allergic to Sharp Stick. Right. I would say. Uh, there were, there were certainly the yes, <laughs> people who were like this thing is awful. Uh, which uh, I'm sure is gonna happen with anything that she makes ever. Uh, though those people, I think, just didn't bother with Catherine Called Birdie, which is too bad. I haven't heard much too negative about Cat Called yeah, Birdie. Yeah, no, or, or I like the, ex- I think... the extent to what I've heard, wish it was a little less mainstream or conventional, which I actually sure. don't think is an issue with it at all. No, yeah, I don't think at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we, I don't know, does anyone have anything to uh, add? I still about like. I, 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 I just uh, without sounding like I have been too down on it, I still do think Sharpstick is great. I had a great time watching it the second time, where it started yeah. and it starts with. Uh, the sort of like weaker stuff, and I was like, "Oh, is this gonna like fall?" Because I had just seen Catholic called Burden. I was like, "Let me rewatch mm-hmm. Sharp Six just to get it back on the brain." And uh, yeah, but then like I think it 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 is carried by its funny, um, <laughs> and I like like I said, the specifics are so good. Like I think at the time I was like, I have been very curious to know what Lena Dunham thinks about TikTok. Like, she just hasn't been telling us, and now she is, and she's got, like, the sort of pandemic-y stuff, I think, works here better than most movies. Like, she's got the homemade mm-hmm. mask. Uh, right, it I is very like, striking that, yeah, it's all, like, cloth masks. No one's wearing N95s at all. It's yeah, funny. Uh, I think mm-hmm. um, Burnfall doing, like, pancake art feels very pandemic-core, <laughs> uh, and it's just very... Mm-hmm. Stuff like that is very funny. Like, they have a, they have a Roomba. <laughs> um... <laughs> But yeah, I just I, sure, I think it's sure. it was a great <laughs> sign that she was back, and then Catherine mo- Calberti. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was, those movies feel like a great reminder, also, like outside of their scripts, which are just so different from one each other. But just like mm-hmm. how how great a director she is mm-hmm. outside yeah. of screenwriter, yeah. and also like the meticulousness of the production design in. In both Sharpstick and Catherine Called Birdie, mm-hmm. which then like made me recall how meticulous the production design is in Girls. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my friend yeah. who interviewed her got to talk to her a little bit about that. But she was just sort of like, if these people, if I, if these apartments don't look lived in, like I don't buy it. And it's like the sure. thing that she's always like keyed into when she sees stuff is when you can tell they just kind of threw an apartment together. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. is something very striking about Sharps is like. Like the, the all the unfinished painted walls and stuff, yeah. and like mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. all those homes, and then that contrasted with the home of Bernthal and Dunham, where it is like yeah, all the glass and everything. And yeah. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, great scene of uh, Bernthal and Evan Moss backrack uh, jumping rope out on their like big porch. It's his year. It's their. It's their yeah. years. Lena, yeah. Lena Dunham, and yes. Evan Moss yeah. backrack. Uh-huh. Yeah, boy. 
it's it's a uh, it's a very funny thing to imagine them all hanging out. Um, <laughs> sure. But yeah, uh, visually, I I was. Uh, I mean, it, this is just. I'm always thinking about like cast group chats that are inevitable at this point (laughs) and i feel like this one there's it's like you were saying like everyone was excited to work with lena i feel like it's a very tight crew (laughs) i just feel like they have crazy Mm -hmm. like text about like being blessed and like burnthal is crazy like interviewing shia labeouf (laughs) uh i just feel like it's a big a lot of big energies that i would like to see you know together yeah, I mean, she is just, like, in general, working with, like, great people. Like, uh, Ashley Connor did the cinematography for Sharp yeah. Stick. She got Carter Burwell for Catherine Caldberti. It's, like, everyone is, like, just doing great stuff. Yeah. Um, something I did notice also on this uh, watch of Sharp Stick is that in the special thanks, uh, both uh, Joe Alwyn and Tra- Taylor Swift are given special thanks in Sharp Stick. Uh, which is mm-hmm. fun. You think she watched? I think she had to. Of course, they're like friends, right? Aren't they? I, for years, really did genuinely believe it was a PR friendship sure. or a very mm-hmm. fake friendship. Even through the wedding and sure. the bridesmaid of it all, I was like, fake, okay. fake, convenient. <laughs> uh, and it's this year where I'm like, no, they're friends. <laughs> what? What's the PR benefit for Taylor Swift from being yeah, that she's associated with Lena Dunham? <laughs> At the time, right? I, she was Even becoming. At, at the time, I think it was like not having a friend who's conventionally hot, like yeah. not having a friend mm-hmm. who's Selena Gomez or Carly Kloss, mm-hmm. where she's like, I mm-hmm. can be friends with like, you know, she was if she was for a period of time. I feel like a public intellectual who we were always like, stop being yeah. stupid too. But I think it did look like, uh, like a smart friend. Well, and also what you're right at, at, it, that was like. I don't. I have not followed Taylor Swift that closely, but I believe that was around the time where she was like stepping a toe and becoming political in some way, right? And like, it's like it bad was, blood is the maybe. video that Lena Dunham's in. That and is, that video is funny. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's a it's a fun crew, the squad, as they call themselves. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, mean, I honestly got... miss the squad so much. <laughs> Bring it back. Caradella One Bean. of my coworkers is always talking about like someone needs to do a where are they now of the squad or like who is she still friends with within the squad? Yeah, and it's sure. like I really think it's like Haim and Lena Dunham. That's it. That's mm-hmm. funny. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Who knows what's going on with like Carly Kloss? Yeah. Certainly, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we need we need Joe Alwyn to make the connection now between Dunham and Claire Denise. It has oh, to happen. That's it's almost too powerful. Be. It is, but I still want it. Uh, Brains are too big. <laughs> Denise would totally cast Dunham in a movie. Oh, absolutely. oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> That'd be so good. Be so good. <laughs> they could they could write something together. Oh. She like works with. Uh, people whose first language language is English when she's yeah. writing a movie in English. She could bring on Dunham for that. Yeah. So is good. Emilio the only one here who's seen Stars at Noon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I should be Emilio seeing Emilio is also, Friday. like, one of the only people I know who's seen that movie who, like, gets what Alwyn is doing in that movie. Mm. Yeah. He's boring on purpose. <laughs> yeah, he is boring on purpose. Like that, it's all mm-hmm. like that movie. People are. Being, I've been going around at New York Film Fest, like <laughs> grilling people about Stars at Noon because, like, I really feel like I saw a different movie from everyone else. Mm-hmm. Who's like, it doesn't work. I hate it mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, what do you think's wrong with it? Like, what? Uh, where did it lose you? What do you think of this? And then yeah. everything they say, I'm like, that's not true. <laughs> Shit, that on purpose. Um, 
And I'm really ready to like go down with the ship of this movie, but I really feel like people are like willfully misunderstanding it. Oh yeah, I mean, I already was like, I don't buy that this is bad, and then I saw the trailer and was like, there's no way this thing it, that yeah. must be good. It's uh, really funny, I think. Also, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And yeah. I, I like Quali, and I have always liked. She's so Quallin good. As well. It's a lot of Quali. Yeah. It's a lot of her. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I read the novella. Mm. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read it. I'm really curious about it. It's good. It's, like, very, um... It's obviously different, because it's, like, it's in the 80s. Like, it's, like, 84 right. or whatever. But um, what I've heard is it's not as different as you would think. That's, yeah, I, I would have met... Because, yeah. like, even just seeing the trailer and, like, seeing the sort of moving pieces... Uh, is like, is Benny Safdie, he's playing, like, the CIA guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so sick. I mean, he's he, funny. He's and, really funny. And in the looks book, really he's good like, match, really. he's a really uh, funny presence. But yeah, there's humor in the book. It's like very, because you get all the sort of internalization of Quali's character. Right. And it's like very uh, tragic. And like very, uh, all the sort of winds are with an asterisk in the book where it's like they get away from something, mm-hmm. but then they just like, they have to get their money converted. Uh, but it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see how it lines up with everything. Like, obviously, yeah, I'm... the interpretation. Like, I feel like uh, Denis did a similar, like, her adaptation with, like, uh, Lantrue or whatever, like, is very specific. Um, and isn't mm-hmm. High Life based on something? Or No, was she, like, it was... Sadie was Smith was involved, and yeah, very quickly script. not involved. And oh, then yeah. she, like, yeah. yeah, she, like, didn't like the script, yeah. And it's like... Yes. Uh, What's uh, let the sunshine is in is That's like based on like a based book on of like, like Roland Bart uh, sure. lovers discourse. Just like I, I think it's just like yeah. diaristic pieces of like things he had written about love. Yeah, no, yeah, uh, no, so but yeah, for sure. At, like I can, and then like the intruder is also based on a, a well, philosophical yeah. essay, the Nancy essay. But yeah, for sure it can, like, the hit on it, like, from people I was talking to or whatever, was just a bunch of people being, like, all went so bad, like, the movie wants them to be, like, so charming and, like, a romantic lead and you never buy the romance between them. And that is truly, like, a mis- uh, like a fundamental misunderstanding mm-hmm. of what yeah. the movie is doing and, like, what their relationship is and what's happening there. Is he, like, yeah. sniveling? No, he's just sort of willfully boring i think to obscure what his deal is i think he's like Mm -hmm. a big liar but not Mm -hmm. charming enough to pull off like the smoke and mirrors aspect of lying so he's just sort of like shut down and remote and distant but like i both think like that's a movie about two stupid people who get themselves into a very (laughs) stupid situation and Mm To assume that these are two people operating at the height of their intelligence or abilities is to, like, also completely, like, misunderstand that movie. Because I think Mm -hmm. so much of what it's about is, like, these fixers and these, like, people who go to other countries and try to, like, play a role in their government or their Mm -hmm. politics. Like, these people are not smarter than you you or I. Yeah. Um, And they are approaching this with all the same whims you know any regular person would approach this stuff yeah with and they all have their various like strengths and weaknesses but like no i think he's playing a little like dumbed down and it's like i also think he's kind of a last resort romantic option too yeah um Mm -hmm. by my count he's only ever been bad at one thing and it was conversations with friends which is just a miserable Mm -hmm. failure of a tv show 
Mm-hmm. I was thinking about when uh, watching Captain Called Birdie. I was like, I don't really know why people don't like him because I've only seen him in good things where he's like, yeah, I like I'm I like Billy Lynn. I mm-hmm. uh, I think he's great in Souvenir Two, and then I think he's great, great. in Captain Called Birdie. He's I funny yeah, in the favorite. We always forget. Yeah, that, he's in the favorite. I, I that was for a that. long time the only thing I'd seen him in. I was like, he's really funny in that. Like he he's like in the sort of Colin Farrell zone of like getting the sort of way that Lanthimos wants people to, like, behave physically in, like, the... Uh, like, they, their performances in their Lanthimos movies feel the most in line with, like, what people are doing in Dogtooth. Uh, in a way that works for me, even though I don't really like Dogtooth. I feel of- like he's he's landing in kind of, like, a Charlie Hunnam spot where we've, like written him off as a kind of wooden moron when I think he's actually doing mm-hmm. way more complicated work than that and maybe yeah. actually does know how to act, but, like, we just haven't let him do mm-hmm. much that's that interesting. I mean, well, I actually think a lot of what he's done is interesting, but he right. just hasn't really hit for mainstream audiences. Yeah, whereas, right, like, and he's, like, know. more... Yeah. He's more interested than Hunnam in, like, doing auteur stuff. Yeah, what's uh, what's his Sons of Anarchy going to be? <laughs> no, yeah. I think... I don't know. I'm, like, halfway between, like... Maybe he is a little wooden, but I think he's very good at using that. That is where I am with him. Like, I don't know if... Like, I, I am less convinced that he has a greater range than that, but I think he has been very smart at, like, putting himself in situations in which his just like general normalness is like a very good is very good for what the movie is doing like mm-hmm. in souvenir yeah i mean i feel like his character in souvenir i i was reminded of it watching Catherine called birdie especially in the scene where he's like talking her to sleep he's like a very comforting presence in souvenir too that seems um, crazy and then similarly you know his big scene in Catherine called birdie it's very mm-hmm. comforting yeah scene. Yeah, he's yeah. Um, he does look like Hunnam in this. Uh, just uh-huh. with the long hair. the beard. Yeah, yeah. It's like we got to get him a triple frontier. He played Bob Cratchit no. in the Christmas Carol yeah. TV show. Wait, who Joe Alwyn or yeah. Charlie Hunnam? Joe Alwyn did. Joe Alwyn, the one with Guy Pierce. I think so. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. That's crazy. That's crazy. Andy Circus. What a right. We couldn't remember Bob Cratchit's name the other day, and we just kept saying, you know, Scrooge's friend. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. And it's like, it, we couldn't come up with it. We're like, father of Tiny Tim. <laughs> friend. <laughs> yeah. But we were like, what is his name? It was so far from what any of us guessed. I, I, like, am remembering this now. I was like, oh, yeah, it's Bob Cratchit. Yeah. yeah. Just to quickly say something on Sharp Stick, since I, I haven't rewatched it since Sundance, because I've had mm-hmm. a lot of technological issues recently. Uh... But I think I might be the highest here on it. I just think it's very I, funny, but I am, like, exactly Fran's friend that she described, where it's like, never watch Girls, was only aware of Lena Dunham's uh-huh. collection of memes and quotes, and mm-hmm. just watched Sharpstick and was just, like, very entertained by all of it. I think I it's also aided by, I think, this year I have tried to less focus on whether movies work or not, I think. I just am willing to let myself be entertained moment to moment and just be like, mm-hmm. if, if I mm-hmm. like what is happening in front of me right now, then I like the movie. And <laughs> yeah, regard, regardless of not whether I think this all like holds up intellectually, because I think that is that probably does not 
extend to Shark Stick, but I just found it also funny that I was uh-huh. willing to let it slide. And I found, I think I like Froseph's performance more than the most of you, but I just, Maybe. that's mostly because yeah. I think she's like a very funny bouncing board for people like Dunham right. and... Uh, and I mean, yeah, her scene and with Burns when they first have sex is so yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. She's really good yes. there, too. Like, her physicality of just, like, not wanting to, like, touch him to disturb him when he's crying. And just, like, moving her hands around him is really funny. Yeah. And it is, like, it doesn't, it, it never, like, doesn't work in the way that, like, girls at its worst would occasionally, like, not work disastrously like i the the particularly like it's never as bad as like the grad school stuff uh the grad school sure. stuff is amazing well i i mean it's just like that you, all right <laughs> yeah you can't argue with this jesse i can't you're right <laughs> i used to i used to show i maybe didn't do that for our class but i did used to show that workshop scene in my intro creative writing class to That's be like funny Raise your hand and tell me what they're doing wrong. <laughs> and most and most of the students had not seen it, so I it sure. got to be kind of fresh. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's a great mm-hmm. example of like how not to behave. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do. Th- I don't know. As speaking as someone who like was involved in media and then left to go to grad school, and you're like, why don't I just buy a really cheap like wooden house in a city where no one lives and then you like uh-huh. immediately are like oh yeah there's a uh, bat yeah. um yeah. Like, i think i think it's quite relatable and i i sort of like the i think it's the rest of that season that then doesn't work after but also that show doesn't work if she's just in grad school so right. it's sort of a real damned if you do but i think a lot of those scenes are funny and she's got a lot of there's funny people in her cohort she's got um like desiree isn't desiree Maybe. octavon in there and stuff yeah, yeah, that she's in there. There's there's a few other people, I feel like. it's Isn't Marin Ireland's one of them, I think? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're... Uh, she does the thing that... I, I don't know, I do like... Um, I like Mimi Rose Howard. I like the rest of that season, I think. I, the bottle yeah. episode when she first gets back, I really like. She does the same... Thing that she does with uh, Mimi Rose Howard of just like, oh, this character has three names. You're not supposed to like her in camping, which is very oh, funny. God, that's, um, we could just say girls. Funny. We could just say girls' characters' names forever. It's the, yes. they're all so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Booth Jonathan is number one. <laughs> Booth Jonathan's so good. What a funny name. Yeah. Um, should we move on to Catherine Colbert? Please. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, which we've it been talking. Venice. R- no, it played TIFF. It played. Yeah. yeah. It premiered at TIFF. And we talked yeah. about it for a while because uh, Amazon had originally announced it for like J- July or August, I think. And yeah, then, I think so. yes. And they like put out a trailer, and then they like announced uh-huh. that it was moving to the fall, and then it was announced that it was part of TIFF. So right. Yes. Um, it, they bumped it back seemingly to give it that nice TIFF premiere. Uh, which went mm-hmm. over well, I think. Like, it was, like, well-received. I don't know um, if there was, like... I don't, it's weird, like... I guess, like, Amazon could go in on it for, like, an awards campaign, I feel like. Because, like, yeah, My who? Policeman is I mean, flopping. Like, there's... Scott. Scott, yeah. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, um, Scott, or just like I mean Bella Ramsey for if I mean, they wanted so to play good. comedy, right? A comedy right, a, a globe. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it could. Globe, we could, that could with the globes happen. coming back, it could do well at the comedy globes. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. that could happen. Um, yeah, when's the last time they nominated a kid for an Oscar? They should do it again. Like Quivinjane Wallace. Is it, it might be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tremblay. Oh, sure. No. I didn't get Oscar nominated. Oh, you didn't get in? Oh. I mean, no. Look. no, it was just Brie Larson being like, my best friend is Jacob Tremblay, <laughs> which the more time passes, I'm like, she wasn't lying. Yeah, they still hang out. Um, play Tremblay, might, Tremblay might be cooler than Brie Larson. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, yeah. <laughs> that would be great if she was like, I have friends, and it's Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> Looks the same. What are we doing here? Um, but yes, Catherine uh, Colbert's award chances scott i feel like makes sense for a globe if they push something like that right but i i, and I, I think they're expanding the supporting categories this year so like there might be because they, they used to be yes they used to be the supporting they just one. are they having yeah. they, one for each have category? they decombined them i think so. at least for tv okay. i think but i'm not sure if for movies also anyway sure. we don't need because to get into you, the yeah, golden this, globes yeah, too much yeah, on not this. Yeah, you festival podcast. Down, right, Andy? <laughs> That's right. Yes, I turned them into uh, a toilet scene. <laughs> sure, right. I, re- yeah. I wanted to. Ne- never mind. I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you keep trying to bait me into talking about Trump Tower, Cullen, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, and so right, so it, yeah, it, it came out, and it came out just like it played for like a week at my local indie theater. Like they gave it. it- like an okay push, I guess. It pulled like, a couple of weeks in uh, yeah. DC at the East Street. Yeah, I was like I gotta go see it because this is gonna be only week, and then it because I I double featured it with Blonde, which was quite an experience. Uh, probably one that I needed, but I it, it ended up getting the second week. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Which one did you see first? I saw Blonde first. Fortunately, good. Yeah, so I got yeah. the like. <laughs> I got cleansed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. Well, did yeah. you notice any other audience yeah. crossover? Did anyone else follow you from one theater to the other? Then? No, there. I, I tweeted this. There were two, like, either... I guess they probably... They must have been, like, college-age guys, because high schoolers would have been at school... Uh, who were the only two other people there, and they were, like, sitting in a row behind me and laughing during the movie, and then it ended, and they were like, that was really good! Laughing during uh, so what? No, for Captain Caldberti. No, Caldberti's. no, oh, for Catherine Caldberti. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe Catherine Caldberti uh, started late enough that school would have been out. I don't know when school lets maybe. out in D.C. Sure. Uh, but yeah, no, no, they, they were not also at Blonde. Uh, Blonde sure. was more well attended on a Friday afternoon for whatever reason. I mean, NC-17, people can't resist. Anyway. I guess so. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I watched this uh, this afternoon, and what a charmer. What a, what a totally, like, delightful, yeah. charming movie it is. Um, uh, great, yeah, just a really great, like, everyone's really good in it. It's a lot of fun, like, got mm-hmm. a lot of fun bits. I think, yeah, it's just, like, a real, like, great like afternoon movie like to like hang out with and watch i think i watched it at like 10 a.m like i truly watched it just like first thing i did woke up watch catherine called Brady. it was a pretty good way to wake yeah. up yeah i mean mm-hmm. it's kind of an anytime yeah. vibe yeah i think so 
Yeah, I mean, the background is that it it is based on, is the book from, like, the, I think from the 90s. Uh, I read it uh, when I was fairly young, because my mom was uh, a YA librarian. It was just, like, I'm putting together a a discussion group on this uh, book, Catherine called Birdie, read it, and give me notes on my discussion questions, and remember liking it. Mm-hmm. I do feel like but I yeah, remember seeing it's... the book around. I don't think I ever read yeah, the book. Yeah, I definitely right. read it. Uh-huh. I reread it after I watched it the first time mm. and found it actually not that faithful an adaptation. No, I know like the ending is completely different, right? The ending wow. is different. I think the book is also like kind of just more of a vibes piece. Mm-hmm. It really is just, like, right. a year in the life of this girl. Uh-huh. But even, like, the marriage aspect of it is not really, like, the core plot. I right. Think so much as it is, like, something that's happening. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It is, like, I, I do remember it, like, very much. It's just, like, going off in uh, a bunch of directions in a way that you can't do in like a hundred minute movie but like the way that I, the way that she does manage to plot it is like it works great it just yeah. like everything flows and yeah uh, that is a great it's very yeah. it's like very satisfying to just yeah. watch play out yeah it's it's. I mean, I really think this movie is basically a masterpiece. And my my caveats are like so few and far between. They're like stupid when I think too hard about them. Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I think it has such a shaggy hangout yeah. appeal up until it's like last thirty five minutes. I know. Yeah. And right. then it just pays off like yeah. every emotional setup, like mm-hmm. scene after scene after scene. Yeah. And yeah. it just kind of like floors me. I think like. The Alwyn scene into the Sophie Okonedo scene, right? Into the like Andrew Scott Billy Piper verse, like letting yeah. all the adults flex right. essentially. Yeah, like that is like the craziest hat trick I think she's like ever pulled off. And I say this is like a huge girls fan too. Yeah, sure. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is all pretty incredible because this is also like stuff that is not in the book. It's like three completely uh-huh. original sure. scenes. Interesting. Oh, yeah, um, that is interesting. Like, I do think, she, I, if I recall, she does run away to the aunt and uncle. Sure. But they have a sort of different kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, the vibe is definitely different. So, like, yeah. yeah. The, and the birth scene is, like, not something that's in the book. That scene is all. so incredible. It's, like, I mean, maybe Scott the best is, thing she's ever written. Scott yeah. is, like, tremendous in that scene. When his voice yeah. breaks. Yeah. So crazy. He's so good. Yeah. I was trying to explain the appeal to him to my boyfriend who likes him in the movie but is like people go crazy right. with this guy like i know this is uh-huh. hot priest and i was like sure the deal is he's always kind of like a little too crazy and you're like chill out and then he like figures out how to funnel it into right. like what the project is all about and you're like oh okay never mind um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. well i'm like yeah and him i guess breaking out with sherlock and all that it's like yeah he's yeah, always right. had like it's been weird fandoms, I guess, a lot for so long. Yeah. Right. Um, I remember Sims, back when Sherlock was on, being like, Andrew Scott's too crazy on that show. Every line is like, he's going to whisper sure. half of it, and he's going to scream the other half, and you never know which is which, it's, and it's, right. not, it's not very good. And I was like, yeah, but I love it. That's it is, like, uh, yeah. Redman and Jupiter Ascending. Yeah, 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 Sure, yeah. right, yeah, yeah, except, I right. Over I don't four think seasons I've of seen him in anything since Sherlock. Cause I, you didn't see Fleabag? I watched the first season when it came out, and then the second 
and liked it, and then just yeah. never did the second one. Uh, oh, I mean, he's so good. I'm sure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's really yeah, good. I, and did I you ever see ni- 1917? No. He's no. in 1917, oh. I forgot. He's in 1917 for three minutes, and I gotta say, like, maybe the best part of that movie, sure. because they're I sending them off that. on their little 1917 mission, sure. yeah, and they like have to, like, talk on. to yeah. him to get something, Right. and he's like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, this is what we're doing. He's like, I don't think you should do that. <laughs> and sort of just, like, negates the whole premise of the yeah. movie. He's like, don't think that's a good idea, not right. something I really approve of, but okay, see ya. And it's, it's kind of great to have someone... 15 minutes into that yeah. movie be like the movie of the idea of the movie is not a good idea um yeah. i also Did remember Spectre? oh sure Didn't i never saw Spectre. in between yeah. like sherlock and fleabag i know i remember hearing like he's like the best hamlet in like 50 years or whatever he like did a production of hamlet in huh. london um, where he like it was the, it was like the complete text of hamlet so it was like four and a half hours long or whatever they didn't cut it down there's a film of it i think that i like have downloaded that i have just never watched because it's four and a half hours of hamlet but uh he i have i i heard like yeah he's like the, it's the greatest hamlet performance that we've had in like the last however many years like in, in, in living memory or whatever and so then when he yeah. did sort of like burst out again on fleabag i was like oh he's really like been biding his time waiting for for a moment yeah. to break out again i think yeah he... i love him to get something big i mean this feels like a yeah. great step towards I mean, he, Ripley. he is yeah he's been around he's... for a long time like right in the middle of the like believe it or not <laughs> No, I'm like ta- talented Mister. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Are they they're doing like, another one? I didn't know that. It's like a it's TV like for like showtime. Show. Yeah, he like right in the middle of the Sherlock run. He's apparently in a Ken Loach movie, which is funny. Sure. Um, but he, yeah, does, he's been he doesn't seem like a very up. Ken Loach actor. Else. No. Yeah. I mean, he. I don't know. He is like big, but he's also very natural. Like. I feel like that is sort of the charm of him in Fleabag is like he's the one who like breaks through her fourth wally bit and it's like he does it in mm-hmm. a very like natural way. Yeah. Like even something that sort of high. Uh-huh. No, I think he's being pretty pretty played down in Fleabag. Yeah. Oh, and you know uh-huh. what else he's so good in and being very normal is Pride. You, sure, I haven't Pride? seen that. Oh, I that, seen that is such a nice movie. That's a real like booted up at ten in the morning. Feel totally normal. Little cry, maybe, but not huge. Yeah, I um, yeah, I need to watch it because he directed uh, the Matilda musical that's coming out that I'm very excited for. So I want to watch Pride sure. before that. That movie is very competent, and I that's actually hilarious. Like that's something I saw play out of competition at a festival, mm-hmm. and everyone mm-hmm. was so down on it because it was like very mainstream and very sure. right. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, right, yeah. This mm-hmm. thing is totally good. Like chill out. Yeah, yeah. I mean the thing the thing he has coming up which will be interesting is he's in the andrew hay movie with claire mm. foy and paul meskel yeah which that oh, yeah. i mean andrew hay is weird and i don't who knows what mode he'll be in um i've heard that could be good his tv show was really good but yeah. i just never got my mitts right. on. looking yeah i mean it was a a, a girl's time slot partner oh for, no no uh, not looking the new one the oh. north water North Water, people yeah. are like... Oh, the AMC the Plus terror. one. <laughs> yeah, no one watched yeah. that one. Yeah, no, I haven't yeah. seen that one. I'm kind of a 45 years stan, though. I do yeah. I love that movie. I never saw it. 
Idra High is a weird blind spot, and he's worked with a guy whose uh, surname is Cullen like a lot. So I feel like I should. You would, I something. think you would go like really crazy watching Forty Five Years. Possibly, yeah. I, I've, I've heard this. I think. Yeah. Um, Forty five years out. was maybe just uh, that it wasn't the time for it for me when it that came was a, out. that is a weird thing. I think about that movie a lot. Um, there's the whole thing around it with Rampling in her Oscar sure. <laughs> sort of tantrum going on, oh, going yeah. on French was, radio. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it was the <laughs> yeah, Oscar yeah, yeah, so yeah. white year, and she was like, right. Uh, this is racist against white people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But and I was like, maybe I just won't watch this movie. I, I don't want to be like, because everyone says she's so incredible. And I was like, at the time, mm-hmm. not the vibe. But now I can definitely give it a, uh, give it a look. Um, yeah, that music's like, so scary emotionally. I yeah, think. it's I a like really it's, uh, like this better not ever happen to me. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Charlotte Rampling is like in the crazy zone of like she's British, but somehow she's also French. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's too much. Yeah, yeah, best of both worlds. Opinions. Yeah. Lies. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Andrew Scott is so good in Catherine Colbert. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Yeah. Right. Well, and like. You know, it's an, it's a great use of him because he really doesn't blossom until that birth scene. Like he's sure. mostly there. I feel like to like like he hits a couple of good comic lines in, and like yeah. he's there to like present the problem of the plot of like right. he like he does a lot of fun bits where he's like yeah you know I'm lying around and like oh I've been spending all the money or whatever, and then like him yeah. like that the the, the the pox joke that made the trailer i think is really, I mean, that's really good, good. Yeah. So um, good. Um, uh, yeah and then all of a sudden it's like oh wow you're really like leaning on him to like provide like one of the emotional like linchpins mm-hmm. of the movie and he like absolutely delivers on it it's 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 great yep mm-hmm. yeah yeah he also i mean there's the scene where um it's like after she burns down the outhouse sure and he has to like confront her and he's like welling up with tears as he's like telling her that she has to get married to someone and it's like a peak of what's to come of his sort yeah. of emotional blossoming but it is just like an excellent scene and i think the balance that this movie finds between like truly like laugh out loud funny um moments and it's so girls in because it's like so funny and then like can be so emotionally mm-hmm. devastating and like mm-hmm. the hannah in girls is such like a petulant character and like a child in a way. Mm-hmm. So getting to just directly make it a child character where it's like, she can't be unlikable cause she's a child <laughs> and it works so well. Cause she's just like that scene right before she burns down the outhouse. She's like banging on the door. Like doesn't even know who's in there. Just like starts banging on it. And it's such a funny specific that she's just like, yeah, I want to use the bathroom. So I'm going to knock on it. And the guy's like, I'm in here. And she just, leaves and sets it on fire and like there's also the scene where they're playing the weird limbo game and she just like gets tired of it and drops the stick on and like someone, right? leaves yeah. it on the mm-hmm. kid and it's just like that sort of attitude mm-hmm. and obviously the movie is about her like learning about accepting other people's emotions and letting that in it's uh mm-hmm. but it's just such a funny thing to have it. and then also to strike that balance with bella ramsey who is like so good and just yeah. she's so good i wonder everything. if she has seen any of girls i really just feel like i mean i don't think the performance is a lena impression no but she's so got the lena isms yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and she knows yeah. how to deliver these jokes in a way that feels very of a dunham kind of mm-hmm. idiosyncrasy in a, in a way that i just think is kind of miraculous mm-hmm. and i always thought she was good on thrones yeah. like that's a totally competent child performance that probably sparked more than a lot of the central child performances but yeah. 
it was really it was really thrilling to watch her in this and like you know she's so funny especially in that first hour but when Mm -hmm. that sort of like wave of dramatic scenes hit like Mm -hmm. she is like completely holding her own Mm -hmm. and the movie's decision i think to like cut to her face a few times during that scene between andrew scott and billy piper to like show the audience that she is just now sort of understanding her parents is so elegantly done and so beautiful and so moving yeah Yeah. i mean it 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 puts it in with that kind of i think a lot of people were noticing the kind of running theme definitely at toronto but just uh, through the year just like movies about understanding your parents uh it's been it's been working great for most of the people who have done it yeah um she's also got such a great voice just like that northern english like so Mm -hmm. funny hearing specific lines come out of her uh it's a lot of um you know, we, we talked when we were talking about our um, TIFF movies, we talked about that Vicky Creeps movie, Corsage, which is trying to do the sort of Marine Antoinette, like not your mm-hmm. father's, you know, <laughs> medieval sort of bi- uh, costume drama biopic, or not biopic, but um, right. just costume drama yeah. type thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Period piece. And how it was like a bit of a failure. And even that movie Chevalier, which is less modern, but still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one just like nails it. And it's like sort of cutting through doing needle drops by having like a appropriate sounding <laughs> cover of all the songs. Um, right. I mean, that's the thing is that like, I'm sure it is anachronistic, but like other than the needle drops, it doesn't feel like that way. It no, always just yeah. feels like, I don't know, maybe people just did talk and act I like mean, this. And we even don't then, know. It's like, it almost is like a knight's tale or something where it's like they're just having she's just having fun with like the music right yeah but the dialogue is very close to the book she's definitely writing uh-huh. in the style of uh-huh. karen cushman mm-hmm. and it has that like like cushman is pulling off her jokes in part because she's got like the diary form to do sure. right. so uh-huh. sometimes she'll do like a big winding long entry and then like have a one sentence one that like negates everything that came Mm -hmm. before it and i think Uh this this film is kind of like mimicking that Mm. to some degree it's really just the needle drops that feel modern and like Uh i was listening to her on like little gold men dunham talk about like Mm -hmm. fun interview i thought yeah fun great interview but she sort of talked about like you really think women back then are not talking about men being horrible what do you think (laughs) they're talking about like look at the world that they live in you think this wouldn't ever like come up between them yeah. There's um the great needle drop when she goes and is looking at all the monks and is talking about like how hot they are <laughs> and she's like, Ooh mm-hmm. la la when they're all taking off their hoods. And it's this like song I, I didn't know what it was. It's called Honey to the Bee. Does anyone well, know that's the song? The Billy Piper it's song. Billy Piper. I was oh, like, Holy shit yeah. <laughs> She got a song from Billy Piper in there. Who also is so great. Right. I mean well, she is I'm in another love with- yeah, she's another a like lifeline. I don't think I've seen Billy Piper on anything other than Doctor Who, so it's yeah, good to be like, all... oh, oh my gosh, she's... she she was yeah. with Piper and Tennant. Does she like Doctor Who? Probably, I guess. Probably so. like shamefully. Um, yeah. you all need to watch. I hate Susie. Right, sure. this is one of the HBO is... Max shows that people are like is so, so good. good. Yeah, it's oh. very uh, it's it's give it's giving tar. If I may say, um, wow! But I mean, it's it's sort of about a woman who right. gets in trouble, and, but like, and it's like her, a Piper Altura project, right? She like wrote it, wrote it. It's and her like, yeah. and Lucy Preble, oh. who's a succession. Writer, oh sure, right, right, right. And they oh. they came up with this together. Yeah, and 
Piper is so good. Um, I've just loved her, like, my whole life. Um, I always really love Secret Diary of a Call Girl, which is, like, not sure, aged well, but I think she's really... Yeah. She's very funny in that show, but <laughs> I, I Hate Susie is really good, and the guy who plays her husband in that, whose name I'm forgetting, but he's also in that show... Oh, I forget what it's called, but it used to be Scrotal Recall, and now it's oh sure, sure. it's um Love Sick or whatever. Yeah, it's uh yeah, it's uh that's I think that's what it is. He's so good. They they are just such a funny two hander in that show because mm-hmm. he's her like long suffering academic husband, Daniel Ings. Is what Love him, addicted to him. But that is a really great show, and it feels like. I don't know, like like an actual adult role for her. Her character's name is mm-hmm. Susie Pickles. That's great. Funny. Yeah. Um, it's a funny... In, I mean, that show's amazing. I recommend it to any and everyone. She's in that miniseries <coughs> Collateral with Carrie Mulligan. That's the last thing I saw her in. Um, this was like a cop show procedural where... Uh, about, like, immigration in the UK. <laughs> um Wow. Sure. You turn like away for two seconds, Carrie Mulligan's in something else. Yeah, she's always, she's working. Yeah. Um, she said, you know, what are we, what are we looking at here? What exactly are we looking what at exactly here? What exactly are we, what exactly are we, I'm working Are you ready on to it. go on the record? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about she said. <laughs> no, um, I have uh, to, I have to review that this week. I'm quite anxious about it. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. It hasn't screened yet uh, for you? No, okay. no. I, and it's like one of those where it's like. I have like three hours between the screening and the embargo to like uh, sure. make up my mind. Uh, what exactly are we looking at here? I'm getting close. <laughs> I didn't. I mean, we don't need to talk about. She said uh, I was gonna just go off about Maria Schrader. Um, no, don't do that. <laughs> similar to um, Sharp Stick and Catherine Colbert, there's a lot of great like one little bit. Uh, the one that like uh, I thought was so funny is when the friend uh, gets married to the nine-year-old. And it's just like, they introduce him, it's like this little kid talking about his turnip doll. She's like, who is this? And she's like, that's my husband. Right. And he's like, and yeah, a fine yeah. husband. And then it's like, he dies. And it's so yeah. crazy. It's like this little kid. And then they make it's a joke so about like, burying him yeah. with his turnip doll. It's like, that's a And then Billy Piper like snorting and being yeah, like, Yeah, they're all like laughing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Man. Well, and it is interesting, like, watching it in tandem with Sharpstick, it is so interesting, like, how much, like, similar thematic ground they cover and stuff, and, like, sure. how much, like, Lena Dunham's, like, interests are 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 uh, served by it being a period piece and British. Like, I like mm-hmm. how much that is a fit for Lena, I feel like, is, like, really interesting. And mm-hmm. does also make me more interested in checking out industry uh, since she did direct the pilot. And I was like, oh, British people, like, for her, I think is, like, a good a good lane for her to be in. Sure. <laughs> I know. I what about is industry? And, uh, it's and about she- a business in London. I think it's, like, Succession, but they're 22. Right. I've yeah. heard Ken Lung is very good in it. Sure. I love him. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's. I, guess, I saw some clip of him on it, and he seemed very good. But yeah, it just seems like it just seems like a bunch of people screaming at each other, just like a lot right. of awkward people being stressed what? out about not delivering on their like monthly goal or whatever, like that sort of Where thing. Where does it air? It's on it's HBO, HBO Max. It's like, oh, but it's I believe HBO. it's a BBC co-production or something like sure, that. Sure, it's, sure, yeah. sure. Sure. Someone else funny is on it. Uh, one of the brothers. Okay. One of the brothers, they make movies. They're kind of annoying. They're not- oh, the du- oh, Jay. Yeah, Jay yeah. Duplass. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The more actory brother. 
No. I feel like Mark is in more than Jay. Uh, Mark has tried to be actor younger, I feel like. He isn't. Right. Like, Jay was, like, on Transparent Jay was, like, for, the like, good four actor. or five years yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. Is it Mark? He was on, one of the better people on that show. Yeah, Mark's it's Mark the morning, morning show. He's pretty yeah. good in that. Right, Mark um, is the worst performance on the morning show. Didn't he catch an Amy nomination? Class. Yeah, of Mark course. Is in the first so year. bad at acting. Uh, Jay Duplass is really good in that Lynn Shelton movie that's like him and Edie Falco and Ben Schwartz, but a very serious drama. Oh, I've heard of that movie. Uh, Outside In. It's fine. Yeah. I don't know about this. It's but it's, I'm yeah, intrigued. it's I I think the premise is that like Edie Falco was his teacher and then he is in prison and she works to get him out and then he's out and it's like about them maybe having a weird relationship. It's a I I don't remember if it works. Sure. But everyone's kind of goodish in it. Sure. But yeah, uh similar uh also on the music of Catherine called Birdie. I think the score is really good. Uh, yeah. I was sort of thrown by it at first because it's like so chor- choral-y, uh, like mm-hmm. chanty, and I was like, mm-hmm. it, it sort of finds like uh, the middle ground between like Manchester by the Sea, which I think has a great score and uses like a lot of chorales. Right. Um, and then, like, Glee on the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> where I did just keep <laughs> thinking about the, like... I know, it's like that sort of... And especially, like, the way it looks, which I think it also looks really good. Um, there's, yeah. like, a lot of, like, roving around camera, like, very, yeah, like, mm-hmm. in a to like... Right. Uh, All the candle you know, stuff, Luke, Luke I think, Lebesky, is really good. Yeah, just, like, right. getting up close to people and, like... Especially when they're all running around, there's, like, a lot of great following them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I saw... I don't know where it came from, but I saw someone just, like, tweet out a quote from her where she was like, I've been wanting to work with Carter Burwell forever, and he finally yeah. said he would do it. Uh, and that's, it is That's very good. funny. But, yeah, I mean, and then just, like, uh, the Mazzy Star needle drop is so good. Yeah. I feel like that is a pretty surefire way to have a good moment. It's just a play yeah. fade into yeah. you. And then it's, like just compounded with Al one of that scene is so mm-hmm. good and then like you were saying earlier it's just like straight from that scene into the Sofio Canedo scene mm-hmm. um and then it's Dude, like that's then my go back that's, that's the, the one scene. that you love yeah because yeah, it's like he's great it, I will admit that it's a thing that just works for me in almost all movies just the like you thought this person was just like a thing for a bit but actually they have a whole life and we're gonna show you yeah. oh they're like mm-hmm. a full person but I like it and Okanedo's great in that yeah, the my boyfriend's back needle drop is so yeah. funny. I mean, Only that's, she that's could like get away with like doing mm-hmm. a kind of joke like that, and people are not mad. <laughs> I mean, that's right out of the book too. That that character is like, I think like age appropriately and uh, horny for her uncle. Yeah. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it's handled very delicately and sweetly in the film. Yeah, it, it, yeah. that's a very yeah. good funny line when she's like. If, if only, only you he were my cousin. My cousin. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But it's also like the movie trusts that you know that this is not like a serious route that it's going to take such mm-hmm. that when she asks him if he loves her and he says desperately, you know the exact sort of like tone in, in which he means that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he's not really like, yeah, I wish I was marrying you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very familial. 
Because yeah. he says, I, as best as I know how, for Okanedo, which is also right. very nice. Um, yeah. Uh, there's Joe Alwyn great... would love all of us, I think. Yeah, that's a... I mean, <laughs> I talk about this a lot on Twitter.com of my list of famous people who I think would like me. Yeah. Lena Dunham with a bullet. <laughs> we would be yeah. fast friends. And Alwyn as well. I've, I've heard stories like he was like on uh, Taylor Swift's private jet, the famous private jet with like a sword that Peter Jackson gave him and it was just like sliding around the cabin. It's like this guy's crazy. <laughs> I don't um, think he's crazy. But uh I feel like he's weird. <laughs> Maybe and uh, depending on how what mood you're in it could be like this is crazy or it could be like okay. I get no real sense of him as a person which I sure. kind of yeah. like. I mean yeah, I've no it I must be like I kind of, hell I'm, on I'm more, earth. Yeah, I'm more of the opinion to, that there's maybe not much there, but uh, I mean maybe not, but I think it's probably hell on earth to date Taylor Swift, <laughs> and like mm-hmm. if the like not for any beef I have with her, I just think like the media obsession, sure. yeah, is sure. really stressful. And his press tour for like convos with friends, part of what made I mean that show is just miserable. But like mm-hmm. all the profiles of him were him like I can't really say anything about my life, and it's like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot going on here, but he's so yeah. locked down by necessity. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. I don't I, know. I, I, I think... I, my, my take on that relationship has always been like, I think it's just kind of nothing and boring, and that's why it works. It's just, it's just like, sure. there's there's nothing coming from him that might derail it, so it's just functional in that way. Do you right. guys think she's watched all of Stars at Noon? No. Yes. I would say no. I feel like I she think... hasn't had a conversation with Claire Denis or Claire Denis people. Do you think he watched all of Amsterdam? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. There's I, a... think, I think if she were going to watch Stars at Noon, it would have been like she went to Cannes and we would know. Yeah, I don't think it. she would just like sit down in her house and watch it. No, uh, I don't think so either. Yeah, uh, I think the ex- I think that my suspicion about Joe Alwyn is that he is extremely normal, but in a way that like if you met him, you'd be like, it's crazy how normal he is. That uh, and so he manages to be both. There's a a comedy bit from uh, the comedian Joe Mandy where he talks about doing a show in Seattle where he was doing two shows in one night and the first show he was like fuck Macklemore he sucks like he came from Seattle he's a loser and was just like going in on him and then he was like I'm just gonna do that the second show also and he like walks out on stage and looks out into the crowd and Macklemore's like sitting there like smiling and he just like doesn't make fun of him at all and I feel like that's a similar Joe Allen where it's just like he just would be like happy to be there I knew some people who were at the Stars at Noon New York Film Fest party and sure. said he's an extremely nice and normal guy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Great. So I'm happy that they got to see him. They said, you know what? Very hunky. Close up. Sure. They said, yeah. you know what? It's good that I can't be that close to him. He comes into the movie like a stud. They're playing the, the totally. I mean, song. yeah. It's a very interesting character. Like her relationship to him is like fascinating. Like, you know, the, the uncle she has a crush on and then like yeah. gets like fatherly advice from by the end. Like, yeah, it's a. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a weird character for him to play, and I think he does it very well. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, it's right after the Russell Brand scene. Sure, uh, which is funny. <laughs> you know what? He's great. Back. He's great. At it's it. really funny that she got Russell it Brand makes for you miss one him. scene yeah. to do that. What yeah. did they talk about? Like, she definitely yeah, knows I mean, that, that he's is... so crazy now. Yeah, yeah. He's so 
he's off like the trues. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, Brandex <laughs> is so important. To... Should I feel he? Like... Should he do Burnfall's podcast or should Burnfall oh, do his? They podcast? them linking up is a similar like Claire Denny Lena Dunham link up where I'm like, <laughs> it's gonna like cause something bad to happen if they clash. Um, having just recently rewatched Forgetting Sarah Marshall and most of Get Him to the Greek, I'm like uh, ready for a on-screen sure. Russell Brand comeback where I don't like. He doesn't need to exist outside of, like, being funny in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's so good in movies. And, like, I always loved him in, like, the panel show. Sure, yeah. He's, like, I think Ecosystem he's Ecosystem 2, yeah. funny in the big fat quizzes. Like, yeah. I don't know what's... I mean, I guess like, we all do know what's going on with him because it's all very apparent. Right. But... Yeah. He, he says it a lot. <laughs> the truth. Um, um, but, yeah, the great line where she's, like... After one man brought doom on horseback, another brings divine hope, and then it's like Alwyn comes in on the horse. It's a great, it's like a big movie star moment for him. She's just Ramsey specifically. I think is my favorite performance, uh, even with like Scott and everyone else. Although I do also really like uh, the brother who's the monk. I think he's got like a great scene. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, I think the, the other lines. brother's good too. Who's also yeah, a Thrones the kid. Game of Thrones guy yeah. in 1917 as well. He's the uh, He's the other kid in 1917 that's not George McKay. Uh, right. Yeah. That kid kind of has it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a great moment when Andrew Scott's like, actually shut up. Like, <laughs> get yeah. out of this get out of this argument. Um, no, I mean, I think, like, the, the big difference in this with this and Sharp Stick is, like, it just, like, doesn't coalesce around the Kristen Forsyth character, Froseth. Yeah. The right. way that it does mm-hmm. with Bella Ramsey, yeah. it just like kills mm-hmm. it. The movie would fall apart even with all the amazing adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Well, and like, yeah. Also, that she is like actually fourteen and all that. Like, I guess helps and and all that. The character. But, I mean, right? even in like, mm-hmm. it's like the bigger sort of what I guess you would call like. I mean, I don't even know what you would call it, but just like the bigger scenes where she's like calling out things directly. There's a scene where she's yelling at the the friend's dad who's like this isn't enough for the dowry or whatever uh the guy from all those david bradley yes yes david bradley uh and she's like calling him out that was i feel like a big trailer moment um and then there's also the scene where uh they like announce the other pregnancy at the dinner table and she's just like why are you doing this like you're trying to kill her and andrew scott's like no and then i mean the beauty of dunham is like it is straight from that to the small box joke which is just like (laughs) An insane, mm-hmm. you know, plate spinning balance to find where it's like you can have both of these moments within like five seconds of each other and have both of them land the way they're supposed to. And it's like credit to Dunham, credit to the actors. Who's Everyone's the, just killing it. Who's the actor who plays the guy she almost ends up having to marry? Because I think that guy's all. He's oh, really Paul funny. K. He's yeah, amazing. He's talking he's about like. Old British comedy staple. I'm glad she got like comedians in this yeah uh-huh. she's got the guy uh-huh. um as his sort of like hand uh oh, yeah. J- jamie dimitrio yes. yeah yeah right and from fleabag mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah yes mm-hmm. right he's yeah he's been popping up and more he's in um he's the Eurovision? he's the lead of the uh, documentary now that's the my monkey grifter coming up this year that i saw oh, the oh. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um that's fine. Have any of you watched Staff Let's Flats? No, no, I like it just as a thing to say. We've talked about this. My dad has watched Staff Let's Flats, yes. I know. But One it is of a... my closest friends is like, this show's so funny, and I just have not brought myself to do it. Yeah. But I, I think f- I would love it. Yeah. It's one of those shows that's like, 
I feel like people were like, you gotta watch Staff Let's Flats around the same time they were like, you gotta watch Schitt's Creek, Kim's Convenience. It's like files in with those sort of Canadian exports mm-hmm. as like a British export, but just like almost like a nice core show. Um, but yeah, it's a funny name to say, uh, Staff mm-hmm. Let's Flats. It is, yeah, good, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The guy, though, he gets so many, or like a few of my favorite jokes where he's like, talking about what he does and he's like i do puzzles one piece at a night everything in moderation <laughs> and then uh at the end when he's fighting andrew scott and at the second scott has the upper hand he's like my back <laughs> and just like chickens out it's such a good bit <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's just great all the stuff of her it's such a nice words. movie yeah yeah oh i love the relationship with the friend um perkin um Mm-hmm. And like all, their scenes together are all very good, and it's mm-hmm. I think also like handles specific things very well. Where it's like, yeah, she's like demanding he marry her. She's like, he's like, no. Yeah, right. And that mm-hmm. that really does have like a real like up and down like arc to it. Like it, like it, their they their mm-hmm. relationship really changes a lot over the course of the yeah. movie, and I think it does uh-huh. track it very well. And um, I love yeah. um, she gets both of the moments with him and. The other friend, I, th- I want to say Alice, I don't remember. Um, yeah. Where she, like, turns her back on them in a way that, like, a kid going through, like, well, they're annoying to me, so I don't like them anymore. Like, uh, mm-hmm. they've, they've betrayed me. And then, like, when she yells sorry during, like, the play or whatever mm-hmm. uh, is a great moment. And then, like, when they're at the class, and or, or they're at the, um, the, the, the wedding, uh, and she, like, gets to talk to her again and it's like we'll be, we'll be friendly mm-hmm. it's all yeah i mean every everyone who's around is good the like nanny is great yeah yeah she's really so good, good. Mm-hmm. right and, and, and like and she's hooking she's hooking up with uh <laughs> with what's right, his golden Ralph, Ralph, Ralph yeah. Ralph Innes. oh yeah. sure right yeah. so cool um what's his name golden Golden, I forget Golden Tiger. Golden, ti- that's Golden right. Tiger, yes. I do love also, like, it, you know, it, it does the thing where, like, it superimposes text about every character as you introduce them. Uh-huh. And how hers is, like, age, like, unknown or whatever. Uh-huh. Which really does track throughout the movie. Like, that's hard to pull off in a movie where you can, like, see the character. But, like, I really was, like, the whole time, like, like I'm not sure how old she is exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she's got the great line successful. where she's like, that baby's only gonna meet God. Which is, right. like, I want to yeah. meet the baby, I want to meet the baby. Yeah. I mean, going back to the, like, group chat thing, Ralph Innocent is of the people in the movie, the one who is just, like, the funniest to imagine him hanging out with Lena Dunham. Sure. I like, feel like, taking direction from Lena Dunham, I yeah. think that's a great thing I would like to see. Mm-hmm. Um, he's so... He's such a weird guy. There's a lot yeah. of... Um, I, I feel like one specific scene. It's, like, the scene where she sees Alice and... Joe Alwyn together and she like does the midsummer walk and there's like a few scenes where I'm like oh it's sort of like the vibe the flowers like the sort of uh the, the way the camera moves also there's a lot of like like steady turns that reminded me of it but like that scene specifically where she's like doing the full walk to the camera sobbing uh but I think it works I think it is like all fits the vibe of the movie um it's it's visuals and I, I like Andy was saying mm-hmm. the sort of super imposition thing is so good i love the title card where she's like talking about murdering the guy because he told her uh what sex was in like the wrong way Mm -hmm. and she's just like i'm gonna Mm -hmm. stick and it like cuts off 
really great stuff. What a great movie by a great filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. She's really look forward to whatever she does next. Uh, she I know. She's probably just chilling right now. That's the thing is, I think, like, she's kind of in a chiller's right, mindset. Yeah. Well, which she was is, like, yeah. I I don't want to begrudge her. Let her chill. Uh, yeah, Does yeah. she just yeah, live yeah. in London now? Like, I know they yeah. they beamed in her in for a hologram, for the hologram. Yeah. We gotta talk like, about the hologram. <laughs> I wish yeah. I was there for that. I, like, yeah. went out of town last minute that weekend, and I was so pissed. I missed that. Uh, yeah, she's in England full-time with her, like, musician husband, who I also uh, think was, sure. like, a music supervisor on, on Cat Called Birdie. Sure. I think he, okay. like... Co- he's a music supervisor on Catherine Called Brady, and I think, like, Co did the score for Sharp Cool. Stick. Interesting. So, yeah. That... He's an interesting guy. I don't get a real sense of him, but I, <laughs> I hope they're very happy. Yeah. yeah. I wish nothing but the best. Um, yeah. She's just chilling. I think that'll be good. She did the hologram mm-hmm. thing that was really, like... It was wonderful. She, I feel like I mean yeah. it was just perfect. <laughs> it literally yeah. was perfectly. <laughs> yep. As someone who just got to experience is like, and here's a video right. of Lena Dunham the one, as a hologram. Just the one minute, like, hey. the one minute Twitter clip of just her appearing was all that we got yeah. from it. But it like, was so good. It's great. It was perfect. Yeah, I mean, I she's feel doing like the I arm saw thing. someone tweet that morning like Lena Dunham is appearing via hologram at the IFC Center, and I was like, that can't be the case and then it just was yeah it, i think my take at the time was that it was too good of an idea <laughs> and almost like we couldn't we didn't deserve it and as they say um but yeah, yeah. she's back she's tweeting sure uh, she yeah. sure is i well. i i mean i saw the like tweet that everyone got mad at before they got mad at it and immediately was like that's great i'm so glad yeah. she tweeted that's that. what is so funny people need to yeah. chill like yeah. The I thing do. is, like, anyone who would, like, have been mad about that, all the people getting mad about it were not there for round one. Yeah, yeah that's so <laughs> true. Um, you know, I, did anyone, I know we, like, soft mentioned uh, Tiny Furniture. Did anyone watch it for this? I didn't. I have not, no. No, no but I've rewatched still... it before Sharp Stick back in January. For the first mm-hmm. time probably since, like, 2014. Yeah, uh, has, has it held up? holds up amazing i gotta rewatch it's definitely I mean, funnier now that i live here like the sure. joke of her working at clandestinos now that clandestinos is like kind of its own thing but a different thing now sure. than it was then is kind of funny but it's so good and jemima kirk is such a revelation in it yeah as well. so in conversations with friends i wonder if right they... and sucks and sucks it's in really? that too yeah Damn. they really you know it's like i think jemima kirk gives I don't think there's a weak link among the four girls, but she's always the most surprising performer to me and such mm-hmm. a wild card on that show. Yeah. yeah. And so when they cast her in conversations with friends, I was like, okay, like they brought in like an actual wild card for the wild card character. And then they really shunt her off to be like the wife sure. in it. And then they make her do her big dramatic scene in that show over the phone. So oh. she's just sort of like monologuing it. It's kind of, it's really Jeez. horrible. I feel like they really shunt her. I, um, I, I do own not that kind of girl, and I was like, should I try and read through this <laughs> for the podcast? But I don't. I didn't think it would be worth it right. uh, for the podcast. No, I don't think. Yeah, you think just for my own well being, I should. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's probably I some feel funny like that things in it. Caused a lot of problems for her. That book coming out. 
I'll never read that. I've seen some of her shorts. I had a friend yeah, right. who was at Oberlin at the same time as her, and I used True. to get complaints about her from wow. my friend of like this insane girl is always like doing some filming in the fountain. And look, that it was, like, off. one of her big That's ones. Funny. And I remember at the time being like, "Yeah, sounds really annoying," but then saw them and haven't revisited. Um, here's a fact mm-hmm. I just learned: is that one of the girlies from Industry, who's also the girly in Bodies, 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 was also a mm. Lena Dunham bridesmaid. Really? Mm-hmm. She's the one in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies who, like, gets the gun, right? Yeah. That's crazy. A bridesmaid at Lena Dunham's wedding? Do we have the full list? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have Taylor Swift. Perfect. Mayala Harold. That's the girly from uh, mm-hmm. Industry. Rosa Mercuriatus. Don't know who that is. Tommy Dorfman, of course. <laughs> Um, Allie Trustman, no idea who that is. Her cousin, Jenna Hallie Rubenstein. Felber, her husband's sister, um, Alma Corey Felber. And Lena Dunham's podcasting partner, Alyssa Bennett. That's right. She does have a podcast that's like on a the paid. The C word. It's on like a paid network, right? Like it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, lum- it's a luminary that's slash right. pineapple. Sure. I should mention that this episode is going to be put out through the Lenny letter. <laughs> oh, I miss Lenny letters so much. You know, Lena Dunham, just, like, talking about her sort of space in my life, she was also, like myself, a big fan of the BJ Novak List app, which I feel like no one talks about. I (laughs) think that's fine. (laughs) It was such an important moment. What do you want people to say about it? I just want people to be aware of it. I just want people (laughs) to know that. You just want to acknowledge. You can't even download it anymore. You don't want to ignore the BJ Novak List app. Colin trying to get an interview with BJ Novak... uh, Lying that it's about vengeance and then just only asking about the list app. <laughs> I maintain that vengeance, I will probably like it when I watch it. And also, if I interviewed BJ Novak, I would ask about Mindy Kaling and Kiernan Shipka. Those are the two <laughs> things I want to know what he is doing with. I don't think you'd have the guts yeah. to ask about those things. <laughs> Andy, I would be too curious not to. <laughs> to aside, I'd have to be like, we gotta talk about it. How much would you pay for a phone that had the BJ Novak list app and, and the, the mosaic, mosaic app? And the mosaic app. Yep. Well, the mosaic <laughs> app is no good because it doesn't have the actual videos on it. No, and so but when let's, uh, let's, imag- let's imagine this is a world where it can be a functional mosaic app. And also Flappy Bird. Yeah, I guess I would pay uh, a concerning amount of money. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, like if Colin was rich, he'd have that phone frame. Yeah, well, no, I need to use it, is the point. Uh, John Mayer, also a big fan of the BJ Novick list app. But we should... How is that helping thoughts? you? I don't need help. I'm already winning. We're talking about it, Andy. This is the W. Um, any final thoughts on Catherine called Birdie and Lena Dunham? Sharp stick. I feel like you know, girls is great. I gotta I'll be the, girls. I think I will be the only person of this opinion here. That you prefer uh, sharp stick? Yes, that I am more of a sharp stick fan than a Catherine Colbert fan. They're both very good. I enjoyed my time with both of them a lot. I just laughed out loud very often. I mean, Burnthal during sharp stick and everything Burnthal's doing and. Catherine called Brady was more of like coasting on pleasantness the whole way through and enjoying it a lot. Do you think Burnthal wearing a sweatshirt that says Crenshaw on it was his or that it was provided by wardrobe? It's impossible to say, and that's why it's art. <laughs> <laughs>
you know? Sure. He's so like, good in it. In Interview Magazine, he said his two favorite directors he ever worked with were Martin Scorsese and Lena Dunham. I mean, he does yeah. say this to Lena Dunham, so you're sort of like, sure. okay, but still, what a crazy sentence that no I one asked him. I would believe it, so. That's I would believe it anyway, but, really he, funny. He, but he does have, like, big, like, oh, I'm trying to please whoever I'm talking to at the current moment energy, which is maybe yeah. going to be his downfall, given his podcast, but... Uh, his podcast... It's so fast. We can't <laughs> talk about John Bernthal's I would podcast. Say watch, we can't get into it. <laughs> watch his TQ10 Essentials and then watch the Joe Alwyn t- uh, oh TQ10 Essentials. Both very different vibes. Almost cut certainly they use Mike. the same objects. <laughs> but, no, uh, nobody loves talking about GQ10 Essentials video more than Cullen. Cullen's talked really, about so many They're people. horrible. They're really potent, I think. I feel like I'm like privy to knowledge that people shouldn't know. It is definitely like, yeah. the worst if, if version of any dollar, of those video series. Like, If I had a dollar for every no. time Cullen talked to me about the Jonah Hill GQ10 Essentials, oh. I'd have moved to New York. That's right the one that I've seen, and I thought it was so horrendous to watch. Yeah, he's really Really, it's really crazy. He's like, no, we're not discussing. No, we're not. We're not going into it. But I just, I feel like while the rest of the internet is like ad interior design pill, like right, yeah, Colin is the one person like watching the GQ Ten Essentials. I'm always betting on the wrong horse, but yeah, we're gonna talk about it. Everybody else bet, bet on the like 24 questions, and Colin bet on right. Well, or, I mean, listen. I do love the Vogue seventy three questions, but uh, sure, those are those are also good and insane. Um, yeah. The last thing I want to say about these is that I, isn't it Paul Schrader who does the like talking head on Criterion for Tiny Furniture? Yes, I think like they're a circle. There's no Venn diagram, yeah. and I think if you sort mm-hmm. of root for the online insanity of Paul Schrader, mm-hmm. like you kind mm-hmm. of have to root for Dunham because they're just like two sides of the same coin. One hundred percent. And I think like. I think what's great about that little gold men interview with Lena is like, she kind of says the same thing that Paul said at Venice that everyone got really excited about where he's like, I used to want to be like, fuck you. And now I'm like, I love you when I leave the cinema. And she's just like, yeah, I was very cynical. And then I was just like, what if I was like, not cynical mm-hmm. about something and like tried to like leave the world with more love. And I find yeah. that very genuine. I don't think she's just like aping Schrader, mm-hmm. but I think they're like, on some interesting like parallel paths right yeah. now and i just don't think you can get be happy for one online and mad about the other you gotta you gotta take it all well with that should we move on to special presentation Does anyone have anything they're really dying to talk about first i mean i guess i haven't done a pre- special presentation in like a month since i kind of haven't been on this <laughs> podcast for like a month giving everything around me uh i read i read two books hell yeah uh it's everyone's I, in their book era right now. I read uh, Mike Nichols' autobiography. That was pretty good. I mean, not not it's a great, great book. Yeah, the biography by Mike, by Mark Harris. That was a good book. I truly like had not finished a book in such a long time, and that <laughs> was like I just couldn't put it down. Just had a good time, and then I I think more than a year ago on this podcast, I was yeah. like, I'm gonna read a chapter of cloud atlas like every week and i'm gonna finish this book and then i didn't do it and then i had an opportunity to finish to finish books since i did not have any power for like a week and a half so i finished cloud atlas and it was pretty good and then i watched the movie and that was also pretty good had you not seen the movie before no i i told myself i wouldn't watch the movie till i finished the book so then i just never watched the movie because i never finished the book but then i finished the book 
So I was like, finally time to treat myself. Movies get some great stuff. Yeah, I'm curious. Which one do you like better? Because I did it in the opposite order. I think I enjoy the book better. Yeah, okay, I I know yeah, I know I, that that is not the in vogue opinion right now. I oh no, I I I agree because I I saw the movie first and then and liked the movie a lot and then read the book and I was like, oh no, this is a lot better. The stuff that I don't know. I think there's some that are better and some that are aren't, but I think the ones that get more room to breathe in the book really need yeah. it. I think if my actual coward's opinion is that I think they are pretty like even though the plots are mostly the same i think they are going for a pretty different thing and right. like achieving different yeah. things yes. so i don't begrudge the movie at all i think it's very good yes yeah david mitchell is so weird he's so weird mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. most recent novel is like one of the worst things i've ever read and i i would call <laughs> myself a borderline stan and i was like i hate this book so much yeah I've had the bone clocks collecting dust for a while. Okay, well, I have to say the bone clocks fucking rocks. Sure. <laughs> that that book is great and like it's very cool. I think that book is so cool and funny and like maybe one of the last things I stayed up all night reading. Wow. I think I read the spin-off of the bone clocks, but Slade not House. the bone clocks. I mean, look. Yeah. Slade House I can't imagine makes any sense having not read bone clocks, but it's Probably also quite not. good. Yeah. Um, but Utopia Utopia Avenue is the one I really find completely horrible. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I'm, also, I'm also halfway through The Sympathizer. I don't know how I feel about it, sure. but I'm reading it because I'm committing <gasps> myself to continuing to read books. I've never read. Weird. Yeah, weird that they're making it into a TV show, I'll say. And but who's continue. doing it? It's Park Chan Wook with Robert Downey right, Jr. Right, right, right. Robert Downey Jr., yeah. right. And uh, Don McKellar is writing it. My special presentation, I will also go book mode and say John Williams' Stoner, which I feel like mm. everyone is like, this is a great book. It's a great uh, book. It's so good. I was like, uh, it's a very, I, don't, I really like am not good at articulating the sort of vibe that it gave me, but uh, it's so like matter-of-factly written that things sneak up on me and how emotional they make me. And especially like the first page is obviously the big thing that people talk about where it's like just a brief capsule of this guy's entire life, um, which is like devastating in its own right. But there's moments early on where he's like uh, feeling the stress as a kid, like telling his parents that he's not going to come back to work on the farm that I was like having a hard time reading because it was making me so emotional. I like never had that feeling before. And then the rest of the novel is just, like, incredible and so rich. Um, and, I, yeah, I would just recommend it to anyone. It's, like, I think probably now, if I were asked, it would be the best novel I've ever read. But I'm wow. just hot on it right now. You need to start reading some Forster. Not being like, that will ruin this. But, like, <laughs> I think you'll go nuts. I procured a copy of Howard's End that I'll crack into. But I'm, I'm, on, I'm on Williams right now. I'm um, gonna go for Augustus next. I think. You know who's adapting Stoner? Yes, right? yes. Well, there's yeah. there's talk He's... that Joe Wright <laughs> will be making Stoner with Casey Affleck in the lead, which I feel like was announced in like 2017. I so hope they take it dead. back. 
I yeah. hope it's dead. It's like, and again, it, Joe Wright, a guy I stand against, yeah, against be my own disastrous. better judgment. Get him away from that project. It's too. It's it's been too long for there to be anyway. It's still yeah. happening. I feel like. I uh, yeah. Similarly, even now, like I'm on the upswing with Joe Wright, having had to eat my words publicly about Cyrano, which is great, <laughs> and the loving the uh, woman in the window, the only person who thinks the movie is swag city but uh i was thinking about it when i was reading the book i was just like what could he like do to this and i don't think like uh the the person who kept coming to mind is like they could maybe capture this sort of feeling is uh davies terrence davies i think could maybe do something it's a very like uh serene feeling to a lot of it i think and it's like i mean mm-hmm. the, mo- the, the 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 book has its things that feel unadaptable within it but i feel like mm-hmm. i don't know it could be done oh the book will be there always if joe wright wants to make a crazy movie that is based on it i'll watch it and i will have the book still <laughs> but it would be bad <laughs> um andy just uh sure i'll i'll check so just to follow up i mentioned it when the season started uh, but uh, the whole season of Reservation Dogs was like really next level and really incredible and really worth watching on FX. Uh, I think it ends in- incredible. Like there's a lot of really standout episodes of it. Uh, Lily Gladstone has a great guest appearance in the the second to last episode. Uh, well worth your time if you. A lot of the TV people are yelling about that show and they are right to do so. I think. Um, and then also, I also have started another Hulu show reboot, which I think is a lot wow. of fun and is like legitimately laugh out loud funny. Uh, has a really great ensemble. Uh, it's, a re- it's a really fun like group of people because it's like Rachel Bloom, Keegan Michael Key, uh, uh, Johnny, Johnny Knoxville, um, and uh, the kid from uh, uh, um, the the mockumentary Netflix show. The who? Uh, oh, American Vandal. Right, American Vandal. Right. Which um, one? Jimmy Tatro? No, he's he, he, uh, from the second season. The or no, or was it? Which I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, hold on. Nope. Uh, is it the bodied kid? Oh, is it Alex from Bully? From yes, American yes, Man? that's who it is. Yes. Wow. Yes, um, yeah, uh, Callum Worthy is his name, um, and Ju- Judy Greer, Paul Reiser. Yeah, it's just like a lot of really fun people to like see bop- bopping around, and uh, so many scenes set uh, uh, in between trailers as people are just walking around trailers, which I think is always fun to see on film. Sure. Uh, so reboot on Hulu. Uh, I do not have anything. I was at school for a week and a half consuming exclusively the unpublished work of my friends. So look for that special presentation in like five years. Great. And then Fran, do you have one? Uh, I'll shout out Calabrian chili, which I've been using in my cooking a lot lately. Uh, and I sometimes like to just eat one plane for the thrill. The thrill of the game. Uh... Really having a great time with them. Just like straight up or like pickled or? I just eat them. They're... Yeah. Wow. When they're in the jar. I don't sure, think they're, yeah, they're, they're mar- like marinated. That. Yeah. Yeah. They like oil packed or something. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, I'll chop a few up, put them in with a pasta, mm-hmm, but then yeah. one, mm-hmm. one of those is for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, look, big support. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I'm shouting out. Great. Oh, what was great. that? If you want to follow the podcast on Twitter, you can do it at Can I Kick It. If you want to follow us on Letterboxd or Instagram, uh, they're at C-I-K-I-Pod. Um, 
if you want to email us any questions or comments, you can do so at canikickitpod at gmail.com. If you like what we're doing and want to support us anyway financially, which we always appreciate, you can do that uh, at coffee.com, ko-fi.com slash canniesi. Uh, I'm Clatchley on Twitter. Andy. At Andy T. Germ, A N D Y T G E R M. Emilio. Uh, I left alone on Letterboxd. I'm left alone on Twitter. Jesse. J C P Glick Weber. Weber has two B's. And then Fran, if you want anyone to find you socially. I'm just at Fran Hoffner. Yeah. On everything. Right. Subscribe to Friend Magazine. Make it easy. Yeah, yeah Friend Magazine. Subscribe to Always Friend Magazine. Every Tuesday. Uh-huh. I, We're having yeah. some fun. I own that Bernstein yeah. book that you just wrote about, and I'm like, it got me excited to, to dig into it, the Bernstein Letters it's, books. It's so good. I mean, it's like, I'm 150 pages in with like 450 to go, yeah, it's but it's a, a really lot. nice, yeah. <laughs> pick it up, put it down. Right. You're never like, oh, I forgot what's happening in Bernstein's life. It's like, it's not really what that's about. Yeah. 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 I actually do. There's a piece. The, uh, classical music that you recommended like a month ago that I've just been listening to like three times a week. Uh, the I Oliver suspect... Davis arcade. Isn't it amazing? And this is like it's something so I just good. I heard on WQXR mm-hmm. and had no idea and I listen to it all the time now. Yeah. It's an incredible Yeah, because I, I listen to classical music occasionally but little, I mean little enough that I was like I did not know that music could sound like this. It's so good. It's really cool. I have to also shout out uh, WQXR. They do a feature on weekdays called Score at 4, where they play Mm. something from a movie or affiliated with a movie at 4 Mm. p.m. And you know what they played this past Friday? Mm. Mahler 5 to celebrate Tar. It's Tar time. (laughs) Everyone's got the Tar hype. (laughs) And she was doing this intro where she's like, I'm told this is a big part of the movie Tar. (laughs) Like, I don't know. In what way. It was very clearly like a paid for spot, but sure. it's like, yeah, yeah do mm-hmm. it. It's a great symphony. That's that, a good. They um, know their audience, I guess. That's, yeah, that's yeah. a good ad sales. Yeah. Like, let's get them on some like classical music radio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I yeah, that. I'm hoping I. Oh, I was. Just, I'm hoping no, I please, can yeah, double. Pe- I'm just gonna. I'm hoping I can double stars at noon and tar on Friday. That's gonna be a big afternoon. With that, I will release our audience. Bye. Bye.